Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome back, Maximizers. As we maximize your income, your success, and your ability to persuade and influence, this is podcast number 222 of Maximize Your Influence. Welcome, Kurt Mortensen here. Hope you're having a great week and looking at your new goals for the year. It's been kind of a quiet week for me. I'm getting ready to go to Denver next week, which gave me some time to work on the new book. I'll tease you on that one later what the title's going to be, but it's good information, good stuff. A Actually, a persuasion system, step-by-step, that'll help you become more persuasive. Shout out to our listeners in Iran. I was looking at our numbers on the podcast. We have different pockets around the world, and not sure why, but we have quite a pocket in the Republic of Iran. So if you're in Iran, send me an email at kurt at maximizeyourinfluence.com, or anybody can do that. In fact, we have listener email today. We'll talk about that to answer your questions here on the show. So enough chit-chat. Let's get to the point here. Let's learn some persuasion tools. It's all about getting more tools. And it's time for the geeky article. So this week, let's do Urkel. I'll tell you the emails I get, half like Urkel, half don't, so I'm not sure in here. We'll have to explore. Send me a new audio for the geeky article, because we got to keep doing the geeky article. This one's done by research at BYU and University of South Alabama about delivering bad news. Whether you're breaking up with somebody or not going to give someone a refund or letting them go, whatever it is, bad news. It's human nature that we tend to beat around the bush. In fact, it's human nature to distance ourselves from bad news. In fact, one study showed a room full of people, they were taking this test, phone rang, hey, can you get so-and-so? I've got really, really bad news. And the the proctor would get the person and say, uh, you have a phone call. But when the phone would ring, it says, hey, get so-and-so. I've got really, really good news. The person says, hey, you got a phone call. It's good news. So we want to be around good news. So the question is, do you do the Band-Aid method and just rip it off? Or do you just slowly ease into it, beat around the bush? So interesting new research shows, Band-Aid, don't beat around the bush, get to the point. They know something's coming. They know they're getting fired. They know they're getting dumped. I guess for the most part, not 100% of the time. In fact, the first study, they had a couple scenarios where people would receive a message. And they ranked people, were they clear, considerate, direct, efficient, honest, specific, and reasonable with the message they received. And they deliver various positive and negative messages. And they found that the most important thing people wanted was clarity and directness. That's what people wanted. Get to the point. Don't beat around the bush. I've even brought this up at seminars and asked uh, and the females in the audience if they've ever had someone they knew was going to ask you for the date, and they talked about the weather and sports and other things, and after 30 minutes, they didn't want to go out with the guy, right? Same type of thing. Get to the point whether you're asking for a date, <laughs> delivering bad news, breaking up, get to the point. People want you to be clear and direct. Don't beat around the bush. And here was the big eye-opener of this study. There were two signs. Sign number A said toxic water hazard. No swimming, right? With a big old red circle with a slash with a swimmer in it. Don't do it. It is toxic. Versus B was another sign. A little more text here. The sign said, the water here is a pretty color. 
but it can cause skin and eye irritation, stomach problems, fungal infections. <laughs> then it says, think, would you swim in ammonia or bleach, right? Okay. Well, these are similar to the lagoon. <laughs> okay. So that's the geeky article. Get to the point. Don't beat around the bush. I mean, you can have some tact here, obviously. But if you're spending 10, 15 minutes to get to the point, it bothers people. Band-Aid, rip it off, get to the point when you have to deliver bad news. So one thing I've neglected over the past few months is viewer email. I've been getting them. I do appreciate them. That's Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And, of course, our podcast page is MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Tell your friends. Don't tell your enemies or even tell your enemies or tell your coworkers so that they can all be more persuasive and influential. This is from Sean, you pronounce it right, Ibram, New Jersey, and he has a question. Let's answer it because this will help a lot of people. This is something I've been seeing a trend with. Says, Kurt, love the show. Thank you for coming on every week. It helps me sell. In fact, in the last year, I have doubled my sales, but I'm having an issue and I need your help. I am getting a kick rate of 12%. I haven't heard that term in a while. Kick rate means refunds, right? We're going to be refunds, buyer's remorse, people calling up wanting to cancel. That's known as a kick rate for a lot of sales companies. Some use it, some don't, but that's just another term. So I'm losing 12% of my commissions, my income. I'm giving great presentations, but 12% say they want a refund, they want to cancel, or they're having buyer's remorse. What am I doing wrong? Well... Sean, could be a variety of things. When uh, people want a refund or they're kicking, as you say, or they're having buyer's remorse or they're complaining or something's going on or want their money back, how do you deal with these refunds? How do you deal with these issues? And that's a great question. I think we all have to deal with it at times and work through that because you've done your job. You gave a great presentation. It was a no-brainer. They needed your product, and all of a sudden, they want their money back. And that's hard when you're on commission, obviously. You're an entrepreneur. You worked hard, and now all of a sudden, they want their money back. And again, mentally, that's tough. So first of all, we got to address the why. Why are people doing this? And back up a little and realize it could be your fault, and maybe it's not your fault. Let's talk about it. Now, if their friends are talking to them or name-calling them, you're stupid, why did you do that? You should have done more research, you should have done this, you should have gone with this company. I use so-and-so down the street. So sometimes friends or family will say things that can cause people to kick, right? And part of that is they weren't completely sold, they weren't completely persuaded. Now these friends and family don't know your intent, your honesty, your integrity, but they think they're helping out, but they're actually hurting. Maybe they felt screwed in their gut something was wrong maybe they felt that you were lying something happened that once you got the sale you left too quickly you didn't care a lot of times that's because of the emotion logical side meaning you use way too much emotion they got excited and remember people buy an emotion it's great emotion's awesome most of persuasion is emotion but when that emotion leaves you have to ask yourself do they have enough logic to back up what they did to tell their spouse and their friends why it was a good decision, right? Why did they buy the BMW? They felt good. It was awesome. But when that emotion leaves, they're going to say, okay, resale value, and I need it for my clients, And right? They need to have that logic. Some people kick, as you say, because of frustration. Now, a lot of people don't realize this frustration comes from unmet expectations. Either spoken or unspoken, there are some expectation 
Maybe they didn't get a phone call. Maybe it didn't get delivered in time. Maybe it wasn't as good as you said it would be. And unmet expectations can quickly turn to anger. Maybe they're just bad people taking advantage of you. I've seen that a lot. They're bad people. They do it all the time. Good. Go away. You don't want bad people in your world. They're going to take all your energy. They're going to suck the life out of you. They're full of venom. In fact, I know a seminar presenter that uh, puts a couple errors in their PowerPoint for fun. And uh, those that complain, you won't do business with them. I mean, they're minor errors, little things. But they're people that are always looking for things that are wrong versus what's right. I mean, 99% could be right. 1% is wrong. They're going to focus on what's wrong. Sometimes you want to say, good, go away. I know it hurts financially sometimes, but I think in the long run, when you have bad, toxic, mean, rude, angry, negative people, good, go away. Here's your money. Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> okay, I mean, you'd probably do it in a nicer way. Some people love to spend money, and they don't have enough money, and they panic, and you're low-hanging fruit, and they want a refund. Even though everything was perfect, you exceeded their expectations, Everything was great. They're going to vent and lie and say mean things about you because they just need their money back. They've got to pay their car payment or their house payment. Now, all of a sudden, is more important than you. And that's very hard to deal with. And that's why we get refunds. People kick. They get buyer's remorse. And so let's talk about some solutions to handle as part of the show today so you can really understand how to fix this up. And I'm just going to shoot off some things here to help you out and really work through. The big one here is learning to manage expectations. And that's one of the 12 laws of persuasion in the book Maximum Influence. In fact, if you want the free copy, go to lawsofinfluence.com. Just pick up shipping, and I will send you the new version, the updated version of Maximum Influence that will detail all the 12 laws of persuasion. Law of expectations is one of those. You can also go to influenceuniversity.com. Enroll. The archives of all the podcasts are free. So podcast 101, I go into detail on the laws of expectation. There's also the PhD 52-week program and persuasion there on Influence University. There's my plug for the day. Let's get into this. So expectations is real. You have to manage those expectations. I've seen too many people in sales and even entrepreneurs, they just, so they were so excited they got the sale that they hung up too fast. They finished the paperwork too fast and the people felt like that was abrupt. That was rude. That wasn't their expectations. You got to be careful with that. But expectations are real. If I hand a pen with the contract, it increases the chances you're going to sign it. If I wipe my feet at your front door, it increases the chances you're going to let me in. Right? Using presuppositions, which is a form of NLP, meaning the way you talk. They can see themselves doing it. They can see the solution in their brain. I mean, it's real. Even with elementary kids or even in the military, when people say, oh, it's really hard, it's a hard test or it's a hard exercise versus, no, you've got this, it's easy, you've been trained, you know how to do it. Even though it was the same exercise for the two group, the easy versus hard group, made a huge difference in expectations and what people actually did. It's real. So expectations. So there's some violation of expectations here. So let's talk about a couple things here. What can you do during the presentation and what can you do when it's happening, when they want that refund? So during the presentation, you probably need to inoculate a little more. Remember, inoculation is pre-solving objections before they happen, preparing them for things that are going to happen when we go in the real world. When you know Uncle Frank is going to say something mean or their coworkers are going to say something mean, you've got to prepare them for that attack. That's inoculation. 
See it all the time in network marketing, right? That's a great stream of income for a lot of people, but a lot of people are very negative against it. Maybe they tried it once and it didn't work and they had a bad experience and they're going to tell everyone about it. And so you tell Uncle Frank you've joined a network marketing company. They're like, well, that was stupid. That's a pyramid scheme. Oh, they took your money. Just very, very negative. And if the prospect is not ready for that, they might just go hide in the closet. And you got to inoculate and say, you know what your Uncle Frank's going to say? This, this, and this. And this is why. They're not up to speed on this. They don't understand about this. They don't realize this. And give them some ammunition to tell Uncle Frank. And that makes a huge difference to where they're not going to ask for a refund. During your presentation, you need to have a lot of social validation and success stories. People with no teeth or people that... Well, maybe that's not the best example, but people, they can see like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. A lot of social validation, even with infomercials, 90% failure rate on infomercials. When they fail, they just add more social validation, more testimonials, more success stories to show them that people can do it. You want to know in their brain, they got to realize, wow, if I can't do it, it's my fault. And you do that by success stories because too many people get into different streams of income or real estate or network marketing and they try it for a few months and say it didn't work and I say no 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 it didn't work for you look at the thousands of people in the same area that have made it work and you've got to show them that and I mentioned earlier about the balance of logic and emotion again emotions great but you have to have enough logic in there to when that emotion fades that they know they made a great decision some statistics some numbers success stories also helps in that arena Sometimes you can just make them qualify. You know, I could only take two people this week, ask you a few questions to make sure this is the right fit for you. Having somebody qualify decreases the chances they're going to ask for a refund because they've qualified. They're part of a team. They're unique. They're different. You didn't just take anybody. That takes a little more effort. That's probably another podcast. But making people qualify can be a powerful form of persuasion and influence and reduce that kick. Having them fill out their own form, whether it be online or face-to-face, can reduce refunds. I mean, they did it. You didn't force them. It was something they chose to do. Sometimes a contract right up front. Say, look, there are no refunds. This is proprietary information. But you have to explain why. It has to make perfect sense why, no, we don't do refunds. We do this, this, and this. The contract's up front. You've got to explain this. This is what we guarantee. This is what we don't. When you do that the right way, that's a powerful thing to reduce refunds and buyer's remorse. And, you know, watch your verbal packaging, the words you use, the presuppositions we talked about earlier. When someone says, hey, do you do refunds? (laughs) Okay. First of all, it's a red flag. You might want to do business with that person. And you might say, well, we do have a three-day right of rescission. I mean, refund's kind of one of those words that pulls people down the wrong path. And sometimes using softer, lighter words, right of rescission, can be a powerful thing instead of asking for credit card form of payment. We've talked about that before on the show, and that's something that can make a big, big difference in what you're doing. So your presentation itself should be able to reduce refunds. Now, when these refunds come, you know, when these happen, you have to ask yourself, is there a theme here? Am I blowing my presentation? Do I need to change something up? What's causing people to kick? Is there a common theme? Usually when you're doing a great presentation, there's not a common theme. It just kind of happens every once in a while. But you need to find out what's going on and why people want refunds. Now, important safety tip when someone wants a refund, you don't ask them in the first three seconds, why do you want a refund? I mean, you've got to develop a relationship, get some more information, figure things out because they're ready to fight. They've got their, their arms up. They know that you're going to resist. And so you don't want to do that right out of the chute. Now, one last thing you can do before it happens is offer a stick call or a visit. It's called out there in the industry. And what that is, it's basically a welcome call or a welcome visit to walk through expectations, to create goals, to 
set things up to where it's basically a sales call, but it's packaged as a welcome call. You let them know in a verbally packaged way that you made a great decision. And if it doesn't work, it's your fault. Okay. I mean, you're doing it in a way to show them that, look, this works. It solves your problem, but you've got to take the ball and run with it. If you just look at it every day, it's not going to be successful for you. If you don't read the book, if you don't listen to the audios, if you don't call us and ask for support, we can't help you. And so you got to let them know in a nice way through a stick call or a visit, how to use things, what to do, expectations, and manage those. Remember, manage those expectations. So maybe the call comes, they want a refund, a little remorse, they want a kick. Your job as a persuader is find the real issue. Because what they say is a real issue and what the real issue is could be two very, very different things. And that's through a series of questions. You're working through it. You're not getting angry with them. Never, never get angry with them. And never say, and I, hopefully you know this one already. I've mentioned this on the show. Well, you shouldn't be angry. Okay, that's never diffuse the situation. Don't get emotional with them. And kind of play the card that you're on their team. All right, tell me what's going on. Let's work through this. Let me give you some more information. You know, I've got to take this to a committee. And that's a powerful one sometimes because if you're on their team working through them, you can get more information. And there could be a refund committee that you take it to. And that's just another step that could be very helpful to reduce the emotions that you could be on their team. And just be like Teflon. When they start yelling or getting angry, it's not getting to you. Get them into a better state where you could really persuade and influence and find what's going on. And stay neutral if you can. It's hard sometimes, especially if you're the one who sold it, if you're the one that's going to lose money. Sometimes it's good to bring in a third party that can help you out, that can stay away from the emotions. So having a committee can be a, a powerful thing, especially if you've had a contract up front that there's no refunds. I mean, some states, you got to be careful. They have three days no matter what you do or say to return something. So check your state laws on that one. But still... When you're offering proprietary information, doing other things, you can put things in place to where, look, if you're going to do this, we're going to do this together and you're not going to ask for a refund. And again, that's all up front. Another one I've noticed that works very well is the form. You can go out the refund form, which I don't like, or write a rescission form or whatever you title it. But this is something they need to fill out to find out what they've used, what they haven't used, what they've done, what they haven't done, why they want a refund, what's going on, what worked, what didn't work. And it's powerful, number one, for you. Now you're going to get some honest answers, hopefully, usually you do at this point. Get some honest answers, what's going on, what's happening. And uh, it's great information to you to kind of fix this in the future. Because 12% kick rate, Sean, is huge. we got to get past that. You do not want to even be close to that. You want to be half of that or even one-third of that to be able to really perform as a persuader. You do not want to be that high. Another thing the forum does is it's another step. And a lot of times you're like, okay, whatever, it's not worth it. They're going to try to find somebody else to get a refund from to pay their car payment or other things. And they realize that you've done everything that you said you're going to do. So sometimes a little time, a little extra step can be beneficial to get the emotions down to help them realize, no, this is a good thing. They've done everything they said. It's not right for me to ask for a refund. Again, there's some bad people out there. That's not always going to happen. They might be very negative and condescending. You've got to be careful with that. Another thing is very beneficial is they're stuck on worry. What's going on? They're worrying about this. They're full of fear. What if, what if it doesn't work? Did I get taken advantage of? You've got to take them from that worry and that fear to the vision, to the hope, to the success. You've got to tell them a before and after story, whether it be your own or somebody else's. Somebody that was in the same situation. They were scared. They were in fear. But you know what? When they put this into place and did this and used our support and used our product, they became very successful. They're stuck on fear and worry, and you slowly got to bring them to vision 
And the key here is to help them see themselves be successful, to help them see themselves using your product or service to where they are fulfilling a need, to where they're getting what they needed. What's that void? Now, last resort, if they keep whining, you got to evaluate, okay, is this going to be worth it? Some people, even though they don't deserve a refund, sometimes you just have to give it because they're going to complain, they're going to whine, they're going to tell their friends, they're going to post negative things online. That's not worth it to you. I know they don't deserve it. I know you don't want to give it, but long-term, maybe you do. Or another thing you could do, too, is offer a new, more powerful guarantee. Look, so next six months, do this, this, and this, and this is the new guarantee. I'm going to put it in writing for you. Get them back on track. Make sure they have everything they need to be successful. Or maybe another last resort is partial refund. All right, let's talk about what you used, what you haven't used, the value of that. Okay, what is the standard pricing of that? And maybe offer a partial refund and depart as friends. So, Sean, I hope some of those things help. you got to dig deep, maybe ask other people what's going on. But your kick rate is way too high. The refunds are way too high. You've got to reduce that. And I'd say it's probably a combination of things you're doing during your presentation and what you're doing when it happens. Because remember, when they're calling, they've got their fists up, they're ready to fight. You've got to defuse that, take them down the path. You're on the same team. You want them to be successful. It can be very, very beneficial. And then again, some people just give it to them. Right? I know you don't want to. I know you worked hard for it. That's the key. All right? But Sean, send me an audio of your presentation or a video. I'll go through it and I'll tell you exactly what you're doing right or wrong. That's causing refunds. I'll show you the good and the bad and the ugly if you're up to that. I'll offer this to you because it was a great question, a part of the podcast. It's what I also do with my coaching students. If you're interested in coaching, hit the contact us at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Follow us on Twitter at InfluenceMax. But as always, the key is master these skills, get more tools, learn human nature, persuade people how they want to be persuaded, and go out and persuade with power. 